Welcome to Copy That, a podcast about the creative side of things and the creative life. Today's episode is a tough one. It's a tough one for me, but I think it's a tough one for a lot of people as well uh, because we have a society that is constantly saying, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. It's like a weird badge of courage. And so, I mean, think about the last conversation you had with somebody. Uh, it probably went down like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good. You know, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm just I'm just so busy. Like, And we, we wear that and we like it. Uh, and so this is a, a tough one, the, but I, I would say that um, uh, taking breaks is a, a really good thing, and getting that downtime is, has been really crucial for me. Um, I still struggle with this. I still struggle to uh, turn off and you know put the phone down and turn things off. I, I'm getting pretty good at, at some of it in terms of uh, you know putting the do not disturb on, but other parts I just I just struggle. Uh, turning my brain off. So to get some insight, uh, today's guest is Aaron Edelheit. He has a new book uh, called The Hard Break, The Case for the 24-6 Lifestyle. And Aaron actually comes from um, the idea of Sabbath, which is a spiritual thing, but don't don't let that freak you out if that's not really your thing. Um, the idea of uh, having uh, some some downtime goes back literally thousands of years um, so it's a it's a really good thing and craftsmen uh, just like you and I from a long time ago uh, we're doing the same thing so um, I'm gonna talk with Aaron today about this stick around we'll be right back okay so my guest today is Aaron Edelheit he's written a book called the heartbreak the case for a 24/6 lifestyle Aaron thanks so much for being on the show thanks for having me so to just jump right in, you're 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 coming to um, I guess modern America, modern world, and you're saying, um, I think I need you to take a break. Where, where does that coming from? Well, it's coming from not only my own experience, the experience of others, but uh, decades of research. So uh, if I'm starting, I'm a workaholic. And I'm uh, driven in ways that I'm not sure I fully understand. And so, as I described in my book, I, I came to a place where about 12 or 13 years ago, I kind of hit a wall and I needed, um, kind of out of desperation, kind of started taking a break and slowly built that up to taking a break once a, once a week for a whole day. Turn off my phone, turn off my computer. Um, and... It's just enabled me. It's enabled me to uh, sustain success and to stay, sustain work habits um, that um, I don't think I would have been able to if I didn't have this weekly cycle of rest, recovery, and renewal. And there are 200 footnotes in my book. Um, the editor of my book had me take out dozens of them. And he said, you're not writing a scientific journal. Basically, the argument of my book is that the 24-7 world of constantly working, constantly being connected, constantly on your phone or computer, um, and not giving yourself a break is actually really harmful to not only your health, your mental health, but your creativity and your ability to succeed in today's world. Okay. Well, then, specifically, how? What are some some things that that I mean? You you you've you've um, you're running your business. I mean, you talk about it a little bit in the book. You, you're running your business, um, and things started kind of going off the rails for you. Um, 
I, I, I hope I'm not uh, overstating that. Or uh, no, but- no, I think that that's that's the right way to to describe it. I mean, I saw success very early in my career and in my life in my twenties, and I thought it was attributable to my work ethic and how hard I was willing to work, and didn't realize that in any career you have ups and downs. And when I started hitting adversity, I thought, well, I've got to double down. I'm going to grind even harder. And it wasn't until I realized that not only was that hurting me from a health perspective, but I wasn't getting the results I wanted to get. And I just wasn't succeeding in the manner that I wanted. And so I really, out of desperation, I said, well, maybe, maybe I'll just try a Saturday morning. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to have my phone on. I'm not going to have my computer on. And I'm, and I'm just going to try to give myself a break. And I slowly built that, as I said, slowly built that over a day. And it just transformed my life, both personally and professionally. Well, that's great. So when it comes to, I mean, because I've experienced some of this in my own life, you know, it's like you double down and you're just bashing your head against the, the wall. Um you know, so, somewhat praying for things to change. Like, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've had friends who got ulcers and I've had friends who, uh, you know, they end up in the hospital and they're like, they I have a weird pain both, in my shoulder both, now. And both, I, mean, I used to pop uh, Nexium pills, like if they were candy and I found oh, myself dang. in the hospital. Oh, dang. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, you know, I, and, and so I, I've been there and that's part of why I wrote this book is you don't have to, uh, get to that place uh, to succeed or to create or to innovate. You don't, you don't have to get to that place. It's, it's actually a lie. And there are not only a, there are many studies that prove this, I share in the book, but some of the most innovative, some of the most creative people of all time were infamous for their breaks. Leonardo da Vinci was... Um, yelled at by his patron, why aren't you working? Why aren't you working? And he would say, well, I gotta, I, I have to take a break. I gotta go work. I, I gotta go for a walk. I, you know, it helps me be more productive. It frustrated his patron to no end. Hmm. But when his, pa- his patron had commissioned the Last Supper, now would any of us look back and say, oh, you know, Leonardo, you really should have, you really should have worked 24 hours, seven days a week. Would it, would it even have been the masterpiece that it, that it was? I mean, how could you even, how could you even question that? Now, Einstein, when he was speaking to your, um, bashing your head in, when he would have a tough problem, he couldn't figure out. He'd pick up a violin and just start playing. Or he'd go mm. for a walk and just go for a long walk. And uh, look at some Steve Jobs, infamous for taking walks. You know, and, and there are many, many, many anecdotes like that. And then you line it up with the latest in research. And there have been numerous studies that show how good it is for us to get out in nature and to go for walks. And you think when you're taking a break, when you're not engaged in a subject and you're just daydreaming, you're thinking that you're not working, you're not using your brain. 
But this is the, the, the kind of magical thing, is you have this concept for thousands of years called the Sabbath. Like, hey, take a break, it's good for you, it's, um, you know, it, 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 will re it will renew you, right? And then the latest in neuroscience says that when you're taking a break, when you're at rest, not sleeping, when you're at rest, and you're just relaxing, there's a part of your brain called the default mode network. And it goes into overdrive. Now, what does the default mode network do? It's the part that takes in all the experience, all the data that your brain is uh, taking in, and then tries to form patterns. It tries to gain understanding. So you ever have the proverbial idea in the shower? Oh, yeah. You ever go for a walk and suddenly a solution hits you? Totally. Well, why is that? That's because there's a part of your brain that now that it has a break, is actually processing and trying to gain understanding. So you, so if you're connected all the time, if you're on your phone, if you're grinding, if you're bashing your head against the wall, you're actually hurting your chances to come up with that creative solution, to be innovative, to, to truly create. One of my favorite stories is um, the, the most innovative and, and creative musical that has come around to hit Broadway in decades, Hamilton. Like the idea of that, how do you even come up with a mixed racial cast rapping about the founding fathers and it's based around the life of Alexander Hamilton, the secretary of the treasury? Like, is it just like, like <laughs> how do you even come up with that? Well, it turns out that Lin-Manuel Miranda had finished a relatively successful play, and he was going on vacation because he's really tired. And so he's at the uh, airport bookstore, and he's like, I want to pick up a book, you know, something that's completely, you know, that I could just read while I'm on vacation. And he picked up the biography of Alexander Hamilton by Ron Chernow, and while he was on vacation, was reading it. And it was when he was on vacation that he had the space to put connections together and to think in a way that no one would have thought of. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's, that, that's wild. But what do you think it is that, that w most of us will not take the break because we go, you know, I, I can't even tell you how many interactions I have where it's like, hey, how's everything going? Well, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Um, and it's like a, a weird badge of honor. Yes. That that people like to, to even brag about. Like, dude, I totally worked 100 hours last week or or something like that. Um where do you what do you think that comes from and how do we how do we kind of claim back our time in in such a way to not be like a super, you know, wet blanket on somebody else who's really excited about being so busy, uh but at the same time, you know, kind of claiming our own uh you know, sanity back. Well, you know, what I would say is that this is one of the reasons I wrote the book, is to, to one, recognize that all that is is signaling. That the data actually shows that once you work past 55 hours, it's all garbage. You don't get any, you don't get anything from these hours. And all the studies that I show that you're more uh, prone to, to uh, mistakes, that you're um, more prone to injury, that you're going to get sick more then your productivity is going to fall. The data is overwhelming. It doesn't do you any good. 
I think our natural inclination is I've got to provide for my family or I've got to achieve, I want to accomplish this goal. So I've got to work really hard. And, and, and that, that is a nice inclination. Then there's another one that's like, well, I want to signal to other people that I'm committed to this effort, this company, this organization, etc. And both of those things, I think, come from a good place. But what you need to look at is when you look at the data, when you look at the information, you realize that you're not getting anything from it. And all you're really doing is spreading a lot of pain and suffering for no reason. And you're hurting yourself, you're hurting the company or the organization that you're working with, you're hurting the other people you're working with. And more hours worked does not equal either greater output or better results. And so, I mean, one of the examples I use in my book is I had an executive in my past company who would tell me, well, I'm working the third shift tonight. And I was like, oh, wow, what's the, what's the third shift? He goes, oh, that's, that's when I uh, work past uh, midnight. I'm like, oh, damn, this guy's really a hard worker. It's really committed. Well, when our company hit a rough patch and started struggling, and we had to dive that deep into the basic blocking and tackling of our business, we actually uncovered that he was our least effective employee. And he was creating chaos in the company. Um, and didn't, wow. didn't, didn't really, because of his disorganization, didn't know what was going on. So I think part of it is to just say, well, why are you doing it? Doesn't, it doesn't add anything. I think that's the, the whole thing. It's like, why are you even doing it? Yeah, because there, there is that, that point of, I don't know, erratic behavior. I've, I've seen it. Um, you know, you get past that 60 hours and, and then all of a sudden it's, it's like a weird paranoia. We, we intuitively know it. And this is the other thing. I mean, this is why I wrote the book. But I think the sports world is actually showing us the way. So you go really? back 20 or 30 years ago and the sports world is like, oh, rub some dirt in it, practice all the time. You've got to grind, 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 and that's how you get successful. Now you look at the sports world, and the argument isn't whether you should rest, but how much the Cubs almost lost the World Series because their specialty reliever, people had thought he had thrown too many pitches, and he gave up a crucial home run. Luckily, the Cubs were able to come back, and... It used to be in baseball, you would prize complete games. A pitcher would pitch all nine innings, and that is a great pitcher. Now what they're finding is by studying the data. Once a pitcher throws over 100 pitches, his, his performance substantially degrades. So now they, in baseball, you everywhere, in the stadium, online, on TV, they're all following the pitch count. And a lot of what teams do is try to defensively bat to increase the pitch count because they want that pitcher out. Okay, and so wow, know, I didn't I didn't know that. Yes, and so so and you look look at someone like JJ uh, Watt, Houston, Texas. He sleeps nine to ten hours a night during the season. He wants to go in overdrive of how much rest in football now. They rarely practice in pads because they know that it leads to injury. 
and they know that it's not helpful. And so, uh, you know, and then it goes on and on, you know, LeBron James and uh, uh, Steph Curry, they both go completely dark on social media during the playoffs. LeBron James calls it zero dark 30. And he just goes <laughs> completely dark. So they know that it's about focus, it's about rest, it's about recovery. And that's what the sport, and in rock climbing, every kind of um, athletic endeavor now is about rest, renewal, and recovery. Why is the business world any different? Why, why, is, why is the mental brain any different? It's a muscle. It weighs 2% of our body, but uses 20% of our energy. Wow. Well, okay. So, so, all right. So I'm in, I'm in, and I'm going to take a break this, this week. It doesn't matter what day. Is it just, is, is there a better day than another? How does that, how do we, how do we get started? So I profile people. I not only share the data, but I profile people in my book. Some people take a Friday, some people take a Saturday, Sunday. I profile one person who takes a Tuesday. Um, some people that have expanded it from one day to two days. Um, I think you should take a whole day. And uh, it actually shows, there is data showing that if you, uh, cortisol is a marker of stress in your body. And it takes about a day if you have high levels of cortisol or high levels of stress, it takes about a day for it to return to and I found that just personally is by three o'clock on a Saturday, uh, I turn off from Friday night to Saturday. By around in the early afternoon on Saturday, I'm like, oh man, I just start feeling like Aaron and not like, you know, I don't have to be work Aaron. I don't have to be responsible for all these emails and people that I work with and the variety of endeavors that I'm working on. But, and so I think it's a whole day. However, I mentioned in my book that for some people, what they do is they, they uh, during the work week, they say, you know what, at 5 p.m. I'm off. You know, most companies, if you leave at 5, people are like, oh, man, that guy's not really committed. Yeah, they really look down on you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So what they do, they tell everyone at 5 p.m. I'm gone. They go pick up their kids. They go uh, and they maybe go do sports with them or they'll help them with their homework. They'll cook them dinner and go out to eat with them and then I'll put them in their room or put them to sleep. And, uh, then at like 8, 8.30, they'll turn back on until like, you know, 10.30 or 11. And everybody knows in the organization that from 5 to 8, that's their time. That's their hard break. And they're, they're not going to be responding to email. They're not going to be looking at their phone. I don't think that's ideal. But it's at least using the concept of the heartbreak, of yeah. carving out space where you're not trying to be connected and trying to multitask, which just doesn't work. So, so is it is it a case where you think is it technology centered, or or is it do we just have to you know just say I'm gonna do nothing today? How do how do we set up our brain space even to know? What what's a what what can we do? What can't we do? Well, one, I think you got to create create what works for you. You got to experiment. Okay. I think it's important to turn off technology. Okay. Um, and just one example that I give is that you know I'm sitting on the floor with my four and a half year old daughter, and my phone is on, and I 
say, you know what, I'm going to turn on some music, her favorite song. I'm going to take a picture of her because she's doing something cute. And then I look at my phone and I'm like, ooh, I have an email. <laughs> I click on that and I'm like, oh. And then immediately she'll turn to me, even though I'm sitting on the floor playing with her and she'll Seven seconds later, she'll be like, Papa, will you play with me? And she knows that she doesn't have my full attention. Well, mm. on my day off, my hard break, my Saturday, my Sabbath, there is no distraction. There is no pull. They, they, I think the, the phone, smartphones, the technology is both the best and worst thing that ever happened to us. They're incredibly addictive. And so to me, I think you should, you should turn off, turn off your phone, or at least turn off all notifications, <laughs> all buzzing, beeping, all warning, all look at me, look at me, pay attention to me. Because you want to get away from that. And then the whole idea of this heartbreak or the Sabbath is that if during the week you're running, most of us are running around like mad people. Right, we, we got this thing and that thing, this activity and that. You want to do the opposite of that on your on your day off. So if you're going to do something, do one thing. Two things maximum. But don't do seven different things. Mm-hmm. Don't go shopping on your day off. And what I mean, your, your complete break. Do something that's fun, relax, you know, normally during the week I'm doing something I call panic eating, which is I'm shoving food as fast as possible into my face while doing something else because I've got a lot to accomplish. On my Sabbath break, I'm trying to extend that. I'm trying to actually enjoy the food that I'm eating. There's nowhere for me to go. I have no competing things. I'm not distracted. So the people I'm with, I'm enjoying talking to them. And then do you find, do do you find then, yeah, then do you find, does this, this extend into your vacation kind of idea? Could you talk a little bit about um, vacation times and downtimes and, and uh, how to, how to kind of split it up? Does this, does this help with that? Like do yes. you start with four hours and then we go to six hours and then you're at a, at a day and then it's like, all right, well now it's vacation time. So I'm going to extend my Sabbath. What does it, what does that look like? So the whole idea is once you start integrating this in your life, you start realizing that you need to expand things. You start realizing that you really, sh- when you're on vacation, you should be on vacation. You should not be working. This whole idea of orcations is totally absurd. There's no vacation. You've just brought work to another location. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so, you know, but not only that, Americans gave up almost 700 million vacation days last year, paid vacation days. It's totally absurd. I mean, I did prove definitively in the book of how positive vacations are on every level possible. People aren't taking them. And it's not because it's not because they they're like cashing them out and no. you know we're Americans are getting ahead. No. They're literally losing them. Yeah, not only they're, they're literally losing them. It's the most absurd thing. It's, it's wild. It's wild. And and the thing, the other thing you talk about is that it, it doesn't really, it hasn't made a big difference if we start talking about GDP and 
you know, like our effectiveness as Americans versus, I mean, because Americans, we're down to work. I mean, there's definitely a yeah. case to be made. It's like they're, they're, we're a whole group of people that have no problem um, putting, the, putting the hours in. But I think the, the, the tough part is we're also pretty good for sacrificing our families in, in that. Do you, do you find that this has helped with, you know, relationships and just yes. thinking about, you know, purposefulness and, yeah, and just a, all, you, of, all of that up? The quality of my interactions with my wife and my children when my phone is not on and I'm not working or not running around. I mean, this is just basic common sense. Sure. I mean, it's just amazing. Have you ever gone to a place where you have no cell phone coverage? Oh, yeah. And what happens when you're talking to people? Oh, it's just very present. Yeah, Definitely that's present. exactly right. And yeah. you know, this is the ultimate thing. All of the value in life comes from relationships. And so the technology is amazing because we can stay in touch with people that we love and care about. And we are connected to more people than probably we've ever been. But the depth and the quality of the relationships have suffered. And so the whole idea of a Sabbath or a hard break is that we take more time to invest in those relationships that really drive the value of our lives. I think that's I think that's excellent. Now, do you have any um, specific when we start talking about teens and breaks? I mean, it's really tough because I know that uh, as a, a parent of teens, I am quick to say, hey, Get off those those screens. Yet I don't. Um, so it definitely seems to be a um, um, if if I'm taking a break, it's a lot easier for me to make the recommendation. Well, yeah, uh, that's than, exactly than right. To them. These kids, they're watching us. They see how much we value their phones. Why would they not mimic us? Right. Right. And then the, what about the, the dopamine scenario? Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It's the best and brightest in the work for these technology companies they've they know how to make this as addictive as possible that's they're they're valued on how much time we're spending on our devices on social media on websites etc the more time we spend the higher the value of these companies Mm. so they're throwing all their resources to make it as addictive as possible now they're amazing it's, it's absolutely amazing. I have a supercomputer in my pocket. Right. But at the same right. time, it's, it's neither good nor bad. But in, if you use it in extreme, of course, there's going to be negative consequences. Totally. Totally. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for, for talking with us about taking a hard break. Um, you mentioned um, D- digital detox and a couple other things. Can we go – is your website where we can get some additional information? Obviously, yeah, in your book, yeah, you've, yeah. you've you actually go got resources. Um, and you can also find me on Facebook, Aaron M. Edelheit, author of The Hard Break. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Aaron Value. Great. Well, I'll put links in the show notes so everybody can check that out. But um, pick up the book. The book's called The Heartbreak, The Case for a 24-6 Lifestyle. Um, there's there's resources in the back on just how to help set up your uh, break, and it'll help your productivity big time. So, Aaron, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. 
And that's our show for this week. Thank you so much to Aaron Edelheit. Get his book, The Heartbreak, The Case for the 24-6 Lifestyle. You can pick it up at Amazon. You can pick it up pretty much where books are sold. Um, so grab that. Also, check him out on Twitter at Aaron Value, and I'll have links in the show notes. If you have questions about the show um, that are long form, you can email me, uh, dan at portnoymediagroup.com, or hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at danportnoy. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd leave a review about the show. That would be super great. Thank you so much for doing that. I read them. I appreciate it very much. Um, show notes are at danportnoy.com. That's our show. Thanks for listening. On behalf of the cast of thousands, my name is Dan Portnoy. Have a great one. Be safe. <laughs>